Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. Podcasting from the Pacific Northwest, the caffeine and Sasquatch capital of the world, and home to the world's biggest Highland Games fans, this is Fork Talk. Will you fight? A podcast about all things Highland Games heavy events, competitive throwing, and the greatest sporting event ever invented on God's green earth, Sheaf. And now, here are your hosts, Big Daddy and Hoss. But they'll never take our freedom! Kickassness than that song. Oh yeah, if you're gonna be thankful for something, be thankful for this some bitch. Welcome to episode 24, Fork Talk Nation. Episode 24, or as they say in Mexico, Dosa Keys. <laughs> Dosa Keys. Yeah. Is that accurate? I think we've been saying that for the last three episodes. That's what they say in Mexico. Ah. All the time. <laughs> Shoot the thrill. Hey, hey, hey. Too many women and too, too many, many keister. Introduce yourself. I am the Big Daddy. Yes. Who are you? I am Haas. Nice to meet you. And this is Fork Talk. I'd like to introduce our staff. I dare you. Staff members, producer Candy Sprinkles. Howdy. Ha <laughs> Candy and Hizzy. Devil Ange. Hey, y'all. Big Daddy's the best in bed always. Oh, we got intern Slim Jim. We've got, hey, everybody. Well, that was a pretty good call, actually. Thanks. Um, we've got our security rhino border patrol up in Canada. The border is secure. Our chief scientific officer, Dr. Kenneth Noisewaterback. Hey, did you guys know that the first post office was actually a pyramid? <laughs> Our official cartoonist, Matt Thompson of Vargas Highlander. Our roving reporter, the international man, man of mystery, Miles Wetzel. It's a badass name. That's what that is. He's a badass dude. Official historian, Roger Saunders. And, of course, our number one fan, Andre Rose Walker. Walker. What, what? We'll take that down and get Hashtag into this, what? baby. Website www.fork-talk.com and Facebook Fork Talk with Big Daddy and Haas. We are still not Twittering or Instagramming or any of those things that the old children do that us 40 somethings don't. 50 for me. That's true. You know I, what I mean? Hashtag uh, LOL, hashtag FMF. Hashtag, hashtag what? Huh? Um, I always think of you more as a 13 year old, but that's just me. Well, that's only when I bend over. Hey. Here's Chewy. Here's Chewy. Clink. Clinky, clinky. How about your candy, Wendy? Candy. Candy. Cheers. Cheers, Fork Talk Nation. Happy uh, Turkey Day season to you. You sons of bitches. I am uh, sipping on a beautiful pint of the black gold that is Guinness. It is that. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. My first favorite beer. It's got a beautiful head on it, just like you. Thank you. And a uh, you're going with the usual uh, standard, the, the angry orchard. The angry orchard. I like it because it's angry, and it tastes like apples. 
yes. Nothing and, says get drunk like an angry fucking apple. <laughs> really? Nothing says it. Yeah, nothing. At all. Yeah. No. And Candy's got a nice little uh, glass of uh, Pinot there. The Pinot I Grigio. The Pinot Grigio. A little, little dry wipe. Year 19. It's, I don't know. 2015? It, it Tuesday? It'd be a 2013, probably 14. Oh, so look at you. You must be an aristocrat. No. How about you do our uh, sponsor show? How about you go sniff a cork? Hmm. Huh. Okay. I know what to do with a cork if I found one. Yeah. Stick it. It's not a butt plug, buddy. Anyway, sponsor shouts. <laughs> Mattress Ranch is pleased to announce the new and improved MattressRanch.com. The new site sucks 87.7% less than the old one and 100% less than every other mattress website. Seriously, you need to look at it. You know what, Hoss, because it is awesome. Yes. You know yeah. what they had on the, the, the front of the... They, they updated it because it they has did, yeah. new changes every once in a while. Did you see the latest? Yes, I did. Remember the old... I'm lying, but yes, go ahead. You didn't see it. I don't even look at it. Do you remember when we were really little, those um, little toonie boxes that had the pull chain, and you would um, point the little pointer to one of the farm animals, and when you pull it, it would do the voice of the animal like a cow. Was that before or, or after the Catholic priest came into my room? Pig. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that? Do you remember that, Candy Sprinkles? Yeah, the little Fisher-Price thing, and it, it spun and It would around. spin and, and then go to the next animal, and you pull it again, and the it would be... The cow says... Oh. You guys sure you're not talking about LSD trips that you had back anyway, in the 70s? Anyway, the, the front of the website has got the, the that on there. And, that when right? you, and each of the farm animal things are different parts of, you know, like beds or bedding or various parts of their product It's portfolio. very clever because it speaks exactly to our demographic because we had that toy growing up. Yeah, and, and it works with their whole barnyard theme thing. I think I had the same one, and it pointed to a Catholic priest, and the Catholic priest said, shh. <laughs> Will you stop? Don't tell. Way to alienate all of... So you've alienated all of our Alaskan Eskimo friends. No you've, problem with that. You've yeah. alienated all of the Catholics now. Yep. I've had the Jews, most, too. Jews most are, of yeah. our Hispanic friends you've alienated. I never had any Hispanic friends. Uh, well, you're Hispanic. Some friends. of us had, yes. Yeah. So you're doing good. Just well, those keep, are just the guys that you hire to do all your dirty work just from Home keep, Depot. Just keep on there now. Yeah, I like that. That's what I'm all about. How about you finish that spot? How about I finish it without being interrupted again? Finish your spot. We all know that you need a good night's sleep to perform your best. You've been in a cheap hotel, motel, holiday inn, hotel, motel, holiday inn, before a games and woke up stiff. Yes. Sore and through like crap. Don't do that every day. Stop by one of Mattress Ranch stores in Washington or Alaska or go to mattressranch.com and get yourself a good bed and have a great night's sleep. Yes, sirree. Thank you, Mattress Ranch. Thank you, Max Sattler. Okay, Big and Daddy. And your Mattress Ranch. Yes. So we have got... Mattressranch.com, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you said that. Hey, he's paying us big money there, Jack Off. <laughs> All right, so we need to make sure we plug him good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know you want to plug them good. Listen, um, we have got go back a, to the cork again. <laughs> we have got a great show. You're on fire already. This I'm in fuego, yeah, as the Mexicans like on, to say. You're like a flaming hawk. No offense, like a golden chicken. 
Um, Colton. Great it's like a flame and something. That's like, that's like a Seahawk. Great show for you. We've got I'm a chicken hawk. We've got pop culture and current events. A pop culture. Pop culture. We have a got a pop culture. We have got. Uh, hey, keep it up. It sounds good. A pop culture. Andy, get it on this. No, that's enough. Pop culture. Come on, <laughs> it's just a, once. It's enough. How about a Heidi Ho? Heidi Ho. Sure, he did that. Pop culture. I'm not going to stop till she does it. <laughs> we used Please, will you say something so that I can get him on to the next thing? Hi-ho. Right, all right, that'll do it. You're lucky. It's like it's like working with... It's like playing cards with my like, sister's kids. It's like playing <laughs> cards with my damn sister's kids. Um, we've got a special guest. We do. Which I'm very excited about. We have the specialist guest of all special guests that we've yeah. ever had on this super exciting, show. Super exciting, super exciting. We've got the international man of mystery going to check in, hopefully. Yeah, if he's not too goddamn drunk. He may be. He may be slightly on uh, the uh, inebriation scale. Yeah, I think he's three sheets to the wind. Yeah, because it's a special day for him. And then we have got also a um, historical figure. Historical figure. Yes, historical figure. Who is our historical figure? Well, I'm not going to tell you now because you got to wait for the story. All I have to do is turn the page. I'll see it myself. <laughs> um, how about we do shouts? Yeah. You know what? I'll tell you what. However. We must start out with shout-outs. You know why, Brett Lathrop? Why? Because we stand on the shoulders of giants. We do. We do. And I love Actually, it. we stand on the shoulders of midgets. And I love the way it sounds like what? you're reading that every single time, <laughs> even though it's never changed. It's 24, I mean, 24 episodes, episodes, and I'm still reading the same and you're like, line. However, we must start. <laughs> but you know what it is? We're not standing on the shoulders of giants. I'm actually wearing midgets as ice skates. <laughs> Are you? Yeah. Because it's winter. I'm it's skating winter around the goddamn ground with a couple of, I'm sorry, little people. <laughs> Don't want to offend anybody. Show people got. Hey, no okay, so. Reason. So anyway, so uh, let's start out with uh, our Facebook shouts, shall we? Yeah. Facebook likes, baby. Look at we at. Where are we at? 717. Ooh. Yep. 777 Sunset Strip. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Open up your barn door and let it drip. <laughs> That's not the words to the song. In third grade, that killed him. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> See, I, I'm, like I said, I don't think you've progressed mentally beyond third grade. Who needs to? Yeah. I mean, really, is there any much more after, after that? Shouts to our recent likes, Jen Leach Charlesworth. Is that three names? Or is, yep. that, is that one person? Yep, one person. It's not Jen Leach and then there's somebody just named Charlesworth? Mm, nope, Jen Leach Charlesworth. Uh, Dwayne T. Gentry. Ooh, that's, Jean- that's, a, that's a cool name, actually. I bet you they call him T-Bone. Dwayne T. Gentry. G- Dwayne, hey, Dwayne. Hey, Dwayne. Hey, Dwayne. Why don't you bring your T-Bone Gentry over here? <laughs> Garrett Blatnick. Russian. Garrett Blatnick. He's got to be Russian. Uh, Alicia Forrester. Alicia Shouts Forrester. Alicia. Grew up with Alicia. You did not. Yeah, she's from Olympia. Mm-hmm. No, she's not. Yeah, she's Did she cool. listen to us? Yep, very cool. Oh. Yep. Uh, John Anderson II. Now, that always kills me. I, I, and I'll tell you why. Why is that? So that means there was a John Anderson the first. There's a John Anderson, and they're, they're, they never put first there because they're the first. Of course, because yeah. they're John Andersons. Yeah, but so then they, they have a child, and they name him John Anderson the second. True, yes. But what happened to Junior? That, it can be Junior, too. You can, can go by the second or Junior. You can choose. Okay. And then and then Dad becomes Senior. Well, let me, ex- let me ask you this, then. <clears throat> so my name is John Anderson the second yes okay so now i have another kid i call him john anderson the third correct right you know what that means what 
we have no fucking imagination. If the only thing we can come up with is John <laughs> for our first name, just I'm sorry, John. It's nothing against you or your family. No, maybe you maybe, could be like know. the singer Usher, up. who's named all his boys after him, and they're like Usher one through five. Usher. 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 Yeah. Usher. Interesting. We had a I had a good I had a friend in the fraternity who was younger than us, and he was a third, and we just called him three. Wow, how inventive! Yeah, what's that? So when he was like walking around, he said, "Hey, three, come here." Yeah, huh. yeah. Um, Carol Davison, and uh, finally Eric Bridges. Your Shouts son, to you all, son thanks. of Bull Bridges. Thanks for liking us. You wish Yay. it is. He is. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. How about uh, some musings? You know, I'm not. I'm not mistaken. Dwayne T. Gentry might be a black fella. Wow. Why would you assume that? Well, it's D. Wayne. D-E-W-A-Y-N-E. Well, we can, well, since he's liked us, we can look it up. I'm not saying there's a problem with that. I don't think we have a whole lot of black listeners. Well, I th- you know, we've, Just based on, I think you know, we've had show. that conversation right. on a podcast before where um, we've got a lot of diversity in throwing, but we don't necessarily have a lot of ethnic diversity in throwing, and there's, there's not a ton of black throwers, for example. No. Although there are several, and they've been amazing ones. Well, there's some good ones. Harrison Bailey the third. Harrison Bailey the third. Hey, the third, yeah. which means his dad was the second. Yeah, he was an amazing. Thrower. We got that figured out. Is an amazing thrower. Um, hey, so he retired. Let's talk about some uh, recent banter. Let's do that. Uh, first of all, congrats to all our nation uh, who are participating in Movember. 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 I'm a big fan of my testicles in general. And other manly health-related things. I hear so Candy Sprinkles is a big fan I'm, of testicles uh, as well. I'm glad it gets a little love each year. The whole year. unit. Yeah? The whole unit? <laughs> the big unit? Uh, anyway. How um, big is he? Tell us. I mean, tell, tell the Fork Talk listeners we, what kind not, of package your old boss is packing. We're not going. A lady doesn't talk about We're not like going. That. Okay, well, tell us anyway. Guys, crying out loud, talking about Movember. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. No, we don't need to talk about that. I got a question for you. Yes. Explain to me what Movember means. What's and what's Mo Mo? Mustache. 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 Mo, okay, mustache. It has to do with mustache and okay. growing facial hair during the month. Now, I wear facial hair twenty four seven, three sixty five. So I'm not a big fan of shaving it off and then growing it back when I'm already there. No, that's stupid. I'd rather just give a check personally for whatever um, charity is being um, raised for and go from there. But I'm a big fan of what they're uh, doing because, hey, once a year, focus on those health issues, blah, blah, blah. Right? Well, I find, it, I find it interesting. I've always I've said this before that I think it's in- interesting that guys will wear pink all year round. But you ask them to grow a fucking mustache for one month and they balk. You know? Interesting. I think it's slacktivism. I think it's society. I mean, they've become weak. Mm. They've sanded all the rough edges off of people anymore. There's no more guys like Ditka or Buttkiss or myself. <laughs> you know, it's all a bunch of watered-down pansy asses. Wow. Pretty much. Is that what you're saying, huh? That's all I got to say about that. Well, thank God we've we know you anyone as a bastion of uh, awesomeness, you're maleness. Welcome. You're welcome, Earth. Yeah. I got another question for you. Okay. Do we know anyone that's doing anything special for Movember? Well, there, I've... I've seen a lot of people that I know on online who are participating in Movember and putting pictures of their yeah, facial do? hair. But do we know anyone in particular that's say putting on an event? Well, yeah, it's we've got a shout on that in recent games coming up. Where there's a Mo throw 
in uh, our area. Well, just go ahead and throw that right in. How about it? Okay. So there's yeah. So there's a, a, a in the recent games that we'll we'll, ch- we'll throw out um, the first annual Mo Throw, uh, and they're calling it a Mo Throw Highland Games for charity. I kind of took. Uh, exception with the uh, it's not Highland Games if it's a backyard throw with just throwing it's what it's, would you call it it's a throw it's, it's a, a throw. throw it's a annual mo throw throw it wouldn't be a Highland Games maybe they have somebody playing bagpipes and somebody dancing but anyway it's for, it's, it's for charity they've got groups of people raising money to give towards the charity and um, uh, Brett Garrett is the person on NASGA um, web to um contact on that and it's this coming weekend so yeah in Tacoma yeah all right wear your slicker might be wet <laughs> might be wet people might put on your wet. galoshes yeah what other banter you guys you two got well we've had candy's got something we've had really a sad series of events in the fork talk family this week really yeah. what's that who, 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 who do we got to talk about the chickens. Oh, no. Oh. That's right. Out at the Highland Lodge la- Ranch? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the Highland Lodge has uh, had a few passings. You've, had, you've lost some chickens? We've lost some chickens. We had uh, six six hens and one rooster. What did you What did you drop on them that killed them? I didn't. Okay. Um, the rooster passed of uh, poisoning. Okay. Yeah. The lead poisoning. Lead poisoning. I, I didn't know yeah. the rooster was gone. Yeah. You didn't? I didn't tell you that the rooster. Uh, uh-uh. He met his he met his demise at yeah. the barrel of a forty uh, five. Forty five. He raped his last chicken. He raped his last hen. Mm, okay. So he's he was gone. Yeah, that was a bad choice in the first place. Yeah, pretty much. Chuck it up for correct hoss number one. Like I always say, you you never have to buy a rooster. People will give them to you for free. <laughs> There's a fucking reason for that. They're loud, stupid, and obnoxious. Yes, just like you. Hey, I knew that was coming. I knew it. <laughs> So, but the poor hens didn't deserve to die. Yes. I think a coyote is what got them. Ah, so yes. well, my new dog got one of them, but he didn't kill it. Right, just my new dog by the name, his name is Angus. Angus, if you're listening, I love you, little poochy pooch, <laughs> little schnooky wookums, little poo poo face. Oh my goodness, he's adorable. He really is. He's a good looking dog. He is a handsome dog. Mm-hmm. And we got him from, you know, Angie and I. We're not like the rest of you people. You know where you go out and you pay a thousand dollars for someone to make two dogs fuck and then they give you the puppies we actually will go to a humane society and buy a dog that you know is put out on the street you know and needs a family we adopt a pet Mm -hmm. we adopted our first dog right well we're not talking about you talking about me talking about me and my dog okay my dogs actually we have two dogs yes you're you're, we have mags the little black lab who Mm -hmm. is shy because he was beaten from the time he was a puppy probably yeah and then we got angus and angus is all He's just happy. Pissing vinegar. It's a two-year-old happy puppy. Yeah. It's good. So, yeah. So, we're, we're happy. With well, I'm sorry to hear about your chickens, especially since I really like those eggs. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We're bringing them by. You so definitely benefited from those eggs, boy. Hopefully, if you replenish at some point. We will. I think we're going to spring. eggs will come back. We'll wait till spring, and then it'll be all good to go. All right. What else? Anything else there, uh, Candy? We had another passing. Ah, birthdays. Passing? No, we didn't. Got yep. a birthday? Never yep. mind. We got birthdays. Yep. Birthdays. Birthdays. So okay. today, yes. November 21st, as we're recording this. It's the year of our Lord, 2014. Yep. Thank you, baby Jesus. It's Kim Dennis's birthday today. Hey. Our very dear friend in Kelowna, BC. Canadian Woo-hoo. powerlifting champion. She's amazing. Yes. And thrower. Yep. yep. We love Kim. She's a female Canadian champion. Bless her. She has terrible 
Um, Pays tasted, man. No, <laughs> that's true. Lance, don't listen to that. She dates awesome. Lance Barouche. That's true. Who is a... Ugly son of a bitch. Vile creature yes. that throws heavy things. Yeah, he's like he's like pig vomit. <laughs> you guys just don't like him because he true. beats you. No, I don't like him because he's ugly. But, that's um, not true. But Kim, if I hated everyone that beat me, I'd hate everybody in the fucking world. Kim's, Kim's got... <laughs> uh, she. They often are here in the summertime, and she's... A, quite allergic to like plants pollen and pollen and, and stuff so the poor thing's usually like you know looks like she's crying the whole time but yeah. i feel bad but well, she still braves coming down to see us which i love i think she's crying because of the fact that she's living with lance <laughs> barouche very good what other birthdays do we have another birthday um some doctor guy dr john hello oh dr john yeah what uh, what what is what kind of medicine does he practice? He practices soul. <laughs> yes. You never heard of Doctor John? You've heard of Doctor John? Of course. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, think of a think of a song that he did. We should have had some music pulled. We should have had him. some music, but we have a lazy producer. Yeah, I have no idea who Doctor John is. Well, why don't you uh, Why don't you go on your tuning box there and just punch in Doctor John? You'll find a, a song that he did. All right. You can probably play just one of those little uh, clippy ones, Steffi. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, if, uh, while she's pulling that up, I'm going to tell you a funny story. Okay. So about, uh, whew, what, two, 2000, 2001, about 13, 14 years ago, Dr. John comes to Bremerton, Bremerton, Washington. And he's playing a little venue up there, and I can't wait to see him. I'm like, oh, my God, Dr. John's coming. So I buy tickets to go see him. My buddy and I go see him, and I'm waiting for him to sing my 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 favorite song okay okay and i'm waiting and waiting and waiting and i can't wait for him to sing it you know and he goes through all of his songs and my buddy goes what song are you waiting for and i'm like i'm waiting for him to sing the song use me it's my favorite song that he sings and my buddy goes are you sure he sings it? i said yeah i know he sings it that's why i bought the goddamn ticket so i could hear dr john sing use me so he gets through he gets off stage he walks off stage and then, of course, you get an encore. He comes back on stage, and he starts singing. What do you got there? Is that the guy? It is not. I don't think it is. I don't know, it might be him way back in Maybe when. it's just the album picture. So, uh, anyway, he goes through his second encore, doesn't sing the song. I'm pissed. I am livid. And I'm walking out, and I go, I, go, I can't believe he didn't sing my favorite song. And this lady says, what song is that? I said, use me. She says... That's not Dr. John. It's Bill Withers. It's Bill Withers, you dumb, you dumb son of a bitch. Man, I even know. Okay, yeah, now that I see his face, I know who Dr. John is. So we got, you want to do a little clip of. Play it, yeah. Do a little clippy. Dr. John. He's seven. Seventy-four years old today. Nice, very good. I like that. Yeah, he's a good soul boy. Why did you just give Big Daddy the control of the tuning box to throw music on there? This is going to derail the whole show. You know, we never let him play with the technology. That's because he's a bull in a china shop and he's going to break something. It's Dr. John's birthday. Shut your mouth, Lathrop, up and listen. Watching, watching Big Daddy run an iPad is kind of like watching a gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> Play with himself. <laughs> I've seen that in a zoo. 
All right, let's get on to it. Thank you, okay. Candy happy, Sprinkles. Good work. Happy Those are the birthdays that we had. Happy Very birthdays. Happy 74th birthday, Dr. John. I'm going to tell you something. I saw him 13 years ago. He looked like he was going to die then. Congratulations on living. <laughs> Very true. Well, hey, another uh, uh, current event here, Big Daddy. Um, the big elections recently happened. Yeah, they did, yeah. didn't they? Yes. Midterms. And uh, I was wondering very specifically now, um, I was wondering this, Big Daddy, like all the other constituent groups out there, I'm wondering if the Highland Games needs a PAC, a political action committee. Thanks for clarifying that. Yeah. I mean, you know, we need to know the impact that legislation or a candidate's position may have on seriously important things like throwing and beer gardens and general Celtic culture, right? Are you talking about our elected officials need to know this stuff? Yeah, or the legislation, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, what if, you know, what if some candidate is up for um, election and, you know, what are, what is, are, are they a proponent of the Caber World Record type no, stuff? No, they never would be. No, but if they were, would you vote for them? No, they'd be a Democrat. Because only a stupid Democrat would actually vote for that. What? Okay. I, or Dave Garman. I, I, I wasn't bringing it into the current political <laughs> oh, ranks. I'm, sorry. I'm just I, saying, I if the candidate was in favor of Caber World Records, we yeah. weren't in favor. I would want to know that because if I because I might not be in favor of that, right? So if they were, you'd say nay, right? So, like for example, where do they stand on spin versus stand? Hopefully, stand. We, we don't know. If they're if they're a proponent of stand only and aren't uh, into spin, I'm not into that because, of course, I like to spin on sheaf. That's true. Yeah, so you're kind of a middle of the road on that one. Yeah. Do they support Bobby Dodd's inability to get into the Highland Games Hall of Fame? Ooh. Right? It's like Pete Rose. It's one of the biggest things in all of Highland Games uh, discussions. Yeah, but Pete, Pete Rose, all he did was gamble. Yeah. The things that Bobby Dodd did... To the, the mil- Island Games the are unmentionable. The milkman delivered. That's he delivered he all right. I'll tell you what. He delivered a few minutes. Many, <laughs> right, so I'm just saying that these are important questions, and I'm thinking maybe we need a political action committee that helps give the Highland community information about how they should vote. How about, about three times versus two? How about if we right. just back Bingo. a candidate like I want big daddy to run for Ordean City Council, but you can't because you don't live in the city. That sucks. I do live in the city. No, you're outside the city limits, honey. I got a city address. That's got nothing to do with what I just said. We're not talking to you. Everything to do with elections. Oh, okay, elections. Right. Anyway, it was was a quite, quite, obviously it was a huge election in that they had a big swing, right? Whenever you have a big swing with one party to another, it causes chaos and excitement. Yeah, but when you got a president that's going to veto everything that they do, what's the point? Well, if they have enough majority, they can then uh, do the two-thirds thing after he tows it. Well, that's, the, that's the way the system works, baby. Do the, do the impeachment thing and get it over with. No, I think they need, need to, to go back him. to the president needs a gavel. When I was president, I had a gavel, and I used that thing, and it was awesome. Anyway, I, I'm thinking that we need... Uh, Better than veto. We need some way for the constituents and the legislation to be measured on its worthiness against Highland values, community stuff. Maybe nominate, you should run. I nominate Big Daddy. I'm not thinking about running. I'm just thinking about how I, you know, evaluate these things. I mean, you know, if there was a town hall and some guy was up for my local mayor race, I might ask the guy, "Where do you stand on spin versus stand?" And he'd look at you like, "What the fuck are you?" And talking he needs about? to. Well, that's why you have a pack because the pack 
raises money and then they influence it by saying you need to care about this stuff because I got money for you and my constituents care about it. Yeah, but there's like 14 of us that really are even going to vote for them. There's a lot of us out there. A lot of Highland Gamesers. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm just saying. Mm. You guys don't you don't agree? No. Sounds like a lot of work. Fine. It does to me too. Whatever. Yep. But you know, hey, you made a you made a good point, Hoss. Yep. Yeah. And it was a great filler. <laughs> Because, you know, of what I always say, you know, death before dead air. Right. Right? Right. We don't want dead air. What I always say is, if you can't be an athlete, be an athletic supporter. Boom. Yeah. (laughs) Or a judge. Hey. Hey, now. You're both. We are both, aren't we? Never mind. Hey, recent game shouts. We already threw out the Or an uh, AD, eh? We could be ADs, too, yeah? Yeah, bingo. Pow. Recent games, the annual Mothro, Tacoma, Washington, Brett Garrett. Brett Garrett. Actually, he's not running that. I think he just advertised it. I think it was uh, Cass Tomala who was actually running that show. Uh, well, but he's the guy who put it in Nazca. That doesn't mean he's Maybe smart. Maybe they're unorganized. Yeah, but Cass Tomala is not smart enough probably to get on Nazca. So that's <laughs> he doesn't know how to use the buttons. He's kind of a moron. Wow. wow. That's yeah, you guys know him. Don't act fucking coy. You know him. <laughs> Like giving him grief. No games in December. At least not on. There's uh, got to be a games in December. You there, told me there's not one games in December. There are no games listed on NASGA in December. None. Huh, okay. Which means there's there's not typically ever been any either. That's because December is busy. Oops. Well, you got November, and then usually the first games is that stupid Frozen Stones thing they do in uh, Idaho. Speaking of which, up in January 1st, since there's no games in December, Frozen <laughs> Stones, the sixth annual, January 1, old Chuck McLean and those crazy SAAA cats, chili snow throwing. Yeah. I'd actually like to do that. It'd Why? be fun because because hanging out with with the throwing fa- uh, you know, family and uh, eating chili and throwing cabers. I'll sit in yeah, the, truck. In the Then snow. I got to ride home with you for eight hours and smell your ass. Yeah, yeah, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm in. And then, um, <laughs> and there's, and there's not a lot in January either because obviously winter. Um, the Central Florida Highland Games. It's January 17th through the 19th. That's in Winter Springs, Florida. Susan Cummings is the person listed on now. That's a big deal. And it includes in that also the North, South, and East, West Challenge that they do. So her husband was uh, shouts to them. Was the uh, former K Cummings, K A Y Cummings, who is actually a legend in uh, athletic directing really? history. Yes, cool. All right, well, that's it for uh, um, the first part of pop culture. Um, let's do some additional current events. Um, the uh, Candy Sprinkles put this out, right? Candy, you put out on Facebook, yeah. Turkey Day Favorites. I said, Fork Talk Nation, let's have a little participation. Tell us your favorite part of the Thanksgiving meal, because I love Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's funny because she's sitting here right now. She's dressed like a pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> I got my little hat with a buckle and everything. So cool. So, so for example, um, Kel put, uh, wrote. Who was uh, that? Kel who? It doesn't matter. It's just Kel. Kel wrote, my grandmother. It's Kel Gr- Mulray. Grumsey. That's Kel Mulray. I'm assuming it is, yes. Well, I think our listeners need to know that. It doesn't matter what his full name is. It matters to him. My grandmother, Grumsy, made this ravioli sauce that Grums. took her several days to cook. It was a brown sauce, chicken, beef, and pork sausage. His mom learned how to make it so he didn't have to miss it. 
I put that stuff on everything. I'd put it on poutine and ketchup. I put that shit on everything. <laughs> that sounds yummy. Sounds really good, Kel. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, Vashina wrote, uh, homemade southern cornbread stuffing. Not out of a box and not too many ingredients, but the best. Second only to Oklahoma pecan pie. It's pecan. Happy Thanksgiving Fork Talk. Well, happy Thanksgiving back to you, V. Yeah, happy happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) Take my drink away. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, Vashina Donnell. Candy Sprinkles. What is your favorite turkey day favorite foodie type thing? I like all the food. Okay. But I really like leftovers the next day, but I always Mm. start... I have to, the morning after Thanksgiving, yes. I have a piece of pie for breakfast. And I really look forward to that all year long, having pie for breakfast. Pumpkin pie oh. for breakfast. Or any pie. Any pie. Any pie. I'll ha- I've had a piece of pumpkin and a piece of apple for breakfast. Pie. Oh, pie. A little hair pie for Me, breakfast. oh my. Oh, for good sakes. God goodness sakes. Um, Big Daddy. Yes, sir. I'm going to read the next one. You know, I don't, I don't normally wear underwear, but I, when I do, it's usually something unusual. Something unusual. <laughs> Jim wrote, while Jim having... Who? It Jim doesn't who? matter. We, for God's <laughs> sakes, it's just Jim. It matters to him. It does. He knows he posted this. But this poor it's, guy spent all this time writing this, and you're just going to blow him off. Jim will know who he is. It's Jim. for the listening public. That's not the point. Jim, whoever you are, I apologize. Oh, I think God it's Jim Walker. Sense. Jim wrote, while having a mild stroke, obviously, and I said that because of what he wrote, this is exactly as it was written, all right? Okay. Mine would have to be C rations canned. Jim, uh, what, man? You're flashing again, dude. No, now put some doors on, say your escape chant, and get back on track, dude, right? So mom used to make the best mashed potatoes this side of Idaho. See ya. That's it. Turkey. I got two words for you. Like what the fuck is that all about? Doesn't that? It sounds like he was having a little bit of a stroke. So. I don't think that that's Jim Walker. Hey, Josh, uh, aka our the Wolverine. Wolverine. He wrote every year for Thanksgiving. My twin and I. He has a twin. Yes, he does. You're kidding me. He does. He's a goofy looking son of a bitch. You mean they made two of him? Yep. My twin and I <laughs> split a can of anchovy sardines. Do they use their claws? Because they're the wolverine. Call, wouldn't call it a dish, but it is my favorite part of Thanksgiving. Hmm. Thanks for sharing that, Josh. Josh, the wolverine and your twin brother. Ellen. The wolverine, too. Ellen wrote, my sweet potato pie. Ellen DeGeneres. Dark orange taters. Ellen Bentley. Ginger molasses <laughs> rum in a toasted pecan graham cracker crust garnished with molasses rum whipped cream and candied ginger that sounds good that doesn't even sound real sounds good sounds like a candle you'd pull out of yankee candles ellen thanks for sharing that yeah thanks ellen hey um big daddy what's your favorite thanksgiving dish or your most memorable one my memorable one my memorable childhood dish yeah what was that dirt dirt you know what? We ate dirt for Thanksgiving. We're glad to have it. Yeah, but we were but on Thanksgiving because of a special occasion, we got dirt from the rich guy's yard. <laughs> Very good. I posted that on Facebook, so it's not quite as funny because you guys already heard it before. Right. But I guarantee you, there are some people in the audience that are laughing their asses off. <laughs> well, well, and then Haas has to share. Yeah. Let now. me ask. Let me ask you, uh, Candy Sprinkles. What? What's your favorite Thanksgiving dish? I already said. No, I want to hear the real one. 
She said pumpkin pie for breakfast. I'm not the next talking morning. to you, Brett Lathrop. I'm talking to Candy S. Sprinkles. At the actual Thanksgiving meal? Yeah. Stuffing and green bean casserole. Thank you. I knew it. Mm. So the whole other thing was a bunch of bullshit. Next, Hoss, what's your favorite? Uh, uh, my number one thing is uh, the crispy turkey skin. So your, your mom gave you a big plate of turkey skin. Yes. Wow. Crispy turkey skin <laughs> is what I love. And then second to that is the green bean mushroom soup casserole. It's just green bean casserole. Mm, it's so good. I love and, that too. Uh, and Makes then, me fart. And then some, uh, some pumpkin pie. You like the old pumpkin pie, do you? I uh, like a little, not a big slice, just a little slice of pumpkin pie. I hate pumpkin pie. Here, okay, let's get the controversy going. Whipped cream or Cool Whip? They're the same they thing. They are not the same thing. Whipped cream is cream that is whipped. Cool Whip is Uncle Harry's. Something else. Yeah, it's, it's called Uncle plastic, Harry's. It's plastic. Well, I'll, so it depends on what my options are. If I got your real, two options are whipped cream or Cool Whip. No, but if I have real whipped cream, I pick that. But if there's only Cool Whip, I'll put a little bit on there. That's not the question. The question is, if you if had, had your both. druthers, if you had your the uh, one you really want. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. You take Cool Whip yep. over real whipped cream. Yep, because they never put enough sugar in the real whipped cream, so it's just flat. Huh. What's the spray-on stuff called? Ready cool Whip. whip. That's mine. <laughs> really whip. Just, Big Daddy just sprays it in his mouth, and he sprays it all over his head. <laughs> I just throw pumpkin pie in my no, mouth he, and then spray it in my mouth. Well, he, no, he's like he's like Belushi in Animal House. He sprays it in his <laughs> mouth, and then he like a big zit. He <gasps> pops it, and it sprays it all over the yeah. pie, and then he eats it off the pie. That's, That's cottage disgusting. cheese, actually. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, hey, wait, okay, I'm super in, hungry now. In the spirit of this Thanksgiving that we are celebrating, I found some interesting quotes that I would like to share with you, Big Daddy. Thanksgiving Day quotes. Yep. So they are things like Thanksgiving dinners take 18 hours to prepare. They are consumed in 12 minutes. Half times take 12 minutes. This is not coincidence. Emma Bombeck. That's Irma Irma Bombeck. Bombeck, Excuse me. Uh, That's a good quote. That is. Um, Here's another one. If the only prayer you said in your whole life was thank you, that would suffice. Meister Eckhart. That's a good good point. I don't get it. Good point. Um, As we express our gratitude, we must never forget that the highest appreciation is not to utter words, but to live by them. JFK. He also said... That's good. He was also quoted as saying, Hey, look out for that ship. Look out for that ship? Yeah. <laughs> His PT boat was rammed and cut in half uh-huh. during World War II. Yes, I got that. Yeah, okay. I got that. that I thought it. you were going more with the, why is that window open? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, hey, they're taking pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness sakes. Um, here's another one. An optimist is a person who starts a new diet on Thanksgiving Day. Irv Kupset. Where the hell did you get these quotes? I just got them online. Um, and, then, and then the last one, <laughs> Thanksgiving Day comes <laughs> by statute once a year to the honest man. It comes as frequently as the heart of gratitude will allow. Edward Sanford Martin. Wow. How about that? The Pilgrim story and the first Thanksgiving, huh? No. 
That's what it says. Yeah, that's a that's a um, Bobo the Monkey Boy error there. Oh, nice so, job, Bobo. Mm-hmm, that's all right. There's a few other quotes on here I see. Really? Yeah. What is that? I love eating fucking turkey. <laughs> Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's hers? Nice. Got another one? Yes. Okay. I can't get enough of those fucking yams. Candied ones, especially. Orson Welles. <laughs> yeah. Do, do they Pass all, me do, some do, more of that green bean casserole, motherfucker. Wow. Mike Tyson. Do they do they all they, they all use the Actually F-bomb? no it was they all use the F-bomb. In my book they do. Yeah. In my book of quotes they all do. Yeah. Right? It's it was, it's past me that <laughs> motherfucking it's green no, bean casserole, motherfucker. Pass me that turkey skin. Mother. Hannibal Lecter. Mother. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, so um did we get the uh, Datelines uh, drop, Bertie? No. All right. Never mind. Then. Okay. Well, I'll do it for you. No, no, no. Yeah, we'll do that. All Hang right. on. So um, here's the deal. Also, in addition to the quotes, Big Daddy, yeah. I, I was looking online, and I found on this, uh, on this website called listverse.com uh, from a few years ago um, a great events in history. U.S. history. Yeah, in U.S. history primarily, okay? And, I mean, you could have, I mean, there's obviously hundreds, right? Because there's a bunch of important events. But there's, this was like the, the top ten important events in U.S. history. Definitely. Um, right, and, and, you know, you could argue them, but these are all pretty good. Um, number ten, assassination of Abraham Lincoln. Pretty big deal. Big, and he's one of our favorites. Yeah. They're still talking Abe. about They're it. They're still talking about Abraham Lincoln, yeah. Yeah, the Louisiana Purchase. Big deal there. Big deal, yeah. Without that, we would have never had Creole. That's right. We got the uh, Manhattan Project. Damn right. Making the atom bomb. If we had not bought that island for 24 bucks, those goddamn New Yorkers have nowhere to live. <laughs> right. The <laughs> the Vietnam War, of course, very important. Big deal yeah, there. Big deal, yep. Um, the death of Osama bin Douchebag. Big deal there, too, as well. Big deal. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, the assassination of JFK. Huge deal. Huge. Big big event, right? Yeah, since then, all presidents actually wear hats. That's right. Uh, the American Revolution. Yes. That was big, too. It was. Well, yeah. I mean... It, it was kind of the biggest deal. I kind of... Are these... These aren't in order, are they? No, no, no. They're just they're just 10 at the top. Well, I was going to say, because, uh, you know, the American Revolution versus, uh, you know, Louisiana Purchase. I don't know. Anyway, right. Go ahead. The Civil War, of course. Big deal. Big yeah. deal. I mean, you got two parts of a country fighting each other. Big deal. Right. Right. You got a bunch of Confederates going after a bunch of Yankees. Right. 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 Exactly. Big deal. Big deal. Damn right it is. Big deal. You got 9-11, of course. Huge. Huge deal. Without, right? without the inception of being able to call 911 in an emergency. <laughs> You know, a lot of bad stuff happens. That's true. I think I think they also mean here September 11th when uh, all of the uh, terrorist attacks happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was huge, yeah, too. That was big. I've always had a hard time dialing 9-11. Yeah. I could never find 11 on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> true. Yeah. yeah, it's hard. So a lot of times houses burn down and I'm just sitting there fucking around. <laughs> and then, of course, there's uh, Apollo 11. Hey, there's something going on here. What's that? 9-11, Apollo 11. Interesting. Mm, it is, probably. Mm-hmm. Apollo 11, of course, big deal. Yes, landing on the moon. Yeah, what's so big about it? Well, it was huge. I mean, it was monumental. What? The technology of it, getting men to the moon. You mean the filming in the huge warehouse in Nevada? <laughs> right. <laughs> that was big. Because yeah. to make it look real. Yeah, to make the American flag look like it was blowing in the wind when there's no wind on the moon. Exactly. Yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
It, it only blew in the wind when the jets propelled it out. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's why the footprint stayed there. When so, the, where in Nevada did they film that? Anyway, uh, Provost. Anyway, we have some uh, additional news that uh, didn't quite make this list, but it's definitely huge. Can I get uh, Dateline Teletype, please? Wait, wait, they're not going to do one. No, 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 I went. How about this? Oh, yeah, that's good. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, that just sounds like an empty bottle. We're good. We're good. That's my penis. Clevenger announces putting down his burlap. Lawless and Stillwell rejoice. News at 11. <laughs> what the Holy hell? Holy shnikes. Who dropped that bomb? Did you see this? Oh, you know what? I I got I got three words for him. Great times in U.S. history, and that hit the chart. <sighs> Dead to me. Really? Yes. I'll tell you what. So if anybody... I got two future, more words for him. Yes? Clevenger. Suck it. <laughs> so if you did not see this for Talk Nation, uh, Clevenger, Jason, uh, our uh, fan of the show, yeah. someone who we've promoted and loved and up as much as possible. And, and made sponsor. millions of dollars. Or he, at least maybe a couple he, hundred. Couple he, thousand. he announced with a heavy heart that he was going to not be accepting any more new orders. He was going to finish out what he had committed to on orders to date. Um, I'm waiting for him to give me what that number is going to be, meaning where he's going to be bag number wise. Probably when over he finishes, but it's probably close to that. And um, and he's going to hang her up for a while. Now, at first, I'm like, like you're retiring, and the feedback was not retiring. Just, Retarded. I'm just going to get out for a bit because he is got just not enough time to get all these orders done. And he uh, needs to, obviously, I think, probably have some balance, oh, both brother. for work and family and everything oh, else. Oh, yeah. yeah. I need closure. A hiatus, work-life balance. I need balance. I need closure. Mm. It's, yeah, it's a good thing that Bill Gates didn't think like this. <laughs> really? Right? Yeah. We wouldn't have a goddamn computer if he'd have been a quitter like this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm pissed. I am dead pissed. I'm well. I tell you what, it's uh, it's a shock. It's a shock because it's a shocker. It's it's get... two in the stink and it's one in the pink, <laughs> and I'm pissed. I tell you what, it's tough. I mean, I uh, I I wish him all the best and love. No, I don't. But I I can't be okay with this because it hurts too much. Still, you know what? I'll tell you what. I, all I can say is. Uh, Lawless and Stillwell. Yeah, rejoice. Get on the get get on the Toonie box. Get your uh, get your fax machine. Uh, yeah, hey, we got a sponsor spot open for you. I got a sponsor spot <laughs> open, and I've got uh, orders for sheaves to push. Yeah, including <laughs> all the ones we're gonna burn. Oh no, we're not. Burning oh yeah, I'm any. burning every Clevenger sheaf I can find. You, you are, not. are not. Oh yes, I am. Oh no, you're not. Oh yes, I am. No, you're not. We love you know his what? sheaves. Let me th- let me give you a little word of advice, Clevenger. A little advice from the old big daddy here. How about this? Okay. Hit us. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Clevenger. I don't okay. need you to answer for him. His wife can answer for him. That's usually probably what happens. Isn't that right, Clevenger? Wow. I'll tell you what. Take some Midol, slap on some Vaginola, and get your ass back in the fucking kitchen and make our goddamn sheaves. Well, he's not an indentured servant. He's a businessman. Yeah. Well, you know what? When you're a businessman, you do business. <laughs> you don't quit. Okay? 
He got everyone. He's like a fucking heroin This is not dealer. his job, by the way. He got us all hooked on heroin, right. i.e. his sheaves, and now he's just pulling the plug. Uh-huh. He's making us he's that's, making us quit cold turkey. That's exactly what he's doing. I've Speaking got no, of turkey day. I've got no turkey. I've got no love for this. This is ridiculous. Oh well. Jason Clevenger as a person, I like you, but you know what? As a businessman, you don't know what you're doing. You're making a huge mistake. And I think it's up to me to correct it. To, so to, I'm telling to you right now. Shame him into it? Yes. I don't think this is gonna work. No. Yeah. Okay. All right, well from now on everybody. Throw your sheaves away and <laughs> cry like little bitches. <laughs> well, I'm going to cry. Every time I throw his sheaf, I'm going to go, <laughs> 28. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? His sheaves probably wouldn't even go that high. They're no. probably like, crap. Oh, what? What? <laughs> you love them. They've gone way All right, high. Jason Clevenger, I'm sorry. I apologize. I don't really mean anyway, all the bad stuff I said. That is a huge dateline. Uh, I'm hurt. And when I'm hurt, I lash out. It's true. You know, that's you just how I am. He does. Well, he all does. the best to Jason. And yeah. uh, if he does decide at some point in the future to resume his sheaf-making business, we will be there with open arms and checkbooks. Yep, and I hope that your vaginitis, it, it heals. You know, right. that's just a In fact, comment. speaking of which, before, uh, we, go my to stupid our, before we go <laughs> to our final apapaculture item, we're gonna, I'm going to read his sponsor, his last sponsor shout. Really? Yes. He sent you one, too. Here it is. Clevenger Sheaves. <laughs> Setting a level of excellence in anything you do, except when you quit, Dudu <laughs> is worthy is a worthy accomplishment. Transforming until you quit. Tra- transforming the battered burlap pillow bag sheaf of old into a work of art. Well, that's now a collector's item. Yeah, pretty much. It's like the Mona Lisa. <laughs> that is the trademark of a Clevenger bag. It's distinctive in look and performance. It sure as hell is until I can't get it recovered uh, because I've put it, I many holes in it <laughs> and I've hold together with duct tape. Pretty much. And I have to go to Lawless and Stillwell, which means i got to talk to Stillwell. And since he's not online, I can't actually get to the guy. Not to mention. So tykes forever. Then you got to pay him double. Exactly. Clevenger sheaves are hand-built to exacting specs for consistency, long life, and PR flight. <laughs> they better be a long life. There's only one left. 20, 16, and 10-pound options. Oh. Only for those who luckily had an order in queue. Well, you know what yeah. I'm going to say to any yeah. other sheaf makers out there? Yes. We are happy to test out samples and report on them. Yeah, good idea. Ooh, candy sprinkle. Hey, every once in a while she comes up with a good idea. She does. Anyway, good luck to you, Let Jason. Me, I we, think uh, uh, we need love to read, you and hate you all at the same time. We need to read the real sponsor shop for Jason Clevenger. Actually, I got it. I got it via teletype here. Did you? Okay. Yeah, setting a level of crappiness <laughs> in anything that you do is is good. Just as long as you quit. Uh, transforming Stop. the battered pillow bag of lead crap that we make into a work of crap. <laughs> that is a trademark of Clevenger You're bag. Very bitter. Distinctive very. in crap and performance like shit. Clevenger's <laughs> shit bags are handcrafted. You're, you're very bitter. Of crap and they lack consistency. They don't live long <laughs> and they bitter. don't fly for shit. You really got Get them it. in 22, 17 and a half and maybe a 12 pound bag. If we can add that five. Fork Talk Nation, Big Daddy's about to go in the corner, suck his thumb in a fetal position, and... Uh, I've already... I'm past sucking my thumb in a fetal position. All right, here's the final uh, bit for this. Segmento. Ooh. I miss it? Yep. 
Illegal Aliens. Oh, one of my favorites. You love Illegal Aliens? Oh, yeah. I love aliens in general. Isn't there a song? Legal or illegal. About illegal aliens? I'm an illegal alien. Yeah, there is. There is. There's probably a Weird Al Yankovic song. No, I'm hearing what Big Daddy's throwing down. I'm going to try to find it. So this is politically charged. I do not want this to turn into a tirade of 20 minutes. All I want to know so is... you're telling me to shut up. No, no, no. It's, <laughs> I want you to comment. But, uh, Candy Sprinkles, do you have what our president said specifically about this? So, because I want to, it to be factually accurate. Because the Fork Talk yeah. Nation is nothing but factually on their toes so I before they this. start going crazy. So the president gave a speech last night. He was issued an executive order. Yes. I missed it because I was at another pop culture event, but whatever. Pop culture. That's... Of no consequence. I know, Continue. but it was super fun. Anyway, he keep talking because um, you're 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 basically talking about the president, and is he actually speaking in this speech? I yes. didn't see the speech. I'm going to read an excerpt. Yep. Oh, well, you're reading excerpt. I'm going to go take a pee. Okay, okay. Big Daddy's going to go use the restroom. That's what he feels about our president. Okay, continue. Uh, so regarding illegal immigrants in the country. Yes. This is the deal. This is to quote. If you've been in America for more than five years, if you have children who are American citizens or legal residents, if you register, pass a criminal background check, and you're willing to pay your fair share of taxes, you'll be able to apply to stay in this country temporarily without fear of deportation. Interesting. And it's, I believe it is for three years. The You mean the offer is good for three years to yeah. come forward, make yourself, you know, known and that you fit those criteria and then you're, and you're willing to go through the process. Right. Interesting. Interesting. That is uh, interesting. Well, one, uh, everybody gets supercharged on this thing, depending on where your kind of politics and personal opinions are. Um, and I don't necessarily want to get into that, but uh, that's really interesting. The um, Obviously, uh, the Scots um, have had uh, their own uh, share of immigrant uh, experience with America because we're all made up of a variety of Celts that have uh, immigrated to the country. They had Mexicans trying to get into Scotland, too. They probably did, yes. Swimming? Just, That's just, a long swim. It is, yep. Yep. They're called Spaniards. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. And they swim all the way from Mexico. They swim all the way from Spain. Well, I mean, they're... And, there's, and boy, are their arms tired. This so, kind of stuff has been done before. Ronald Reagan... Uh, tried doing the similar thing? He did do a similar thing, but it was... It went through... He didn't do it by executive order. It went actually went through Congress. Here, here's my only... Here's, here's my only point I'm going to make about this. And it really just has to do with the efficiency of government in general. It's got nothing to do with politics, just the efficiency of government. Government bureaucracy is such that they are doing a ridiculous job of processing people's um, applications and wanting to be a part of a formal system, right? So one of the challenges is some of the illegal stuff that's going on is that you you can't... they're so behind in being able to process anything in any kind of reasonable time frame. Like, you know, I'm an alien. I want to process my application to be a legal resident in the United States. It takes forever, months and months and months and months. And, you know, they end up never doing it. So my, my concern here is 
it's fine that they might have an offer here that is maybe middle of the road or people are okay with, but the problem is it still requires that the government process all of these applications. And they're going to do a ridiculously bad job of processing any of this with any kind of speed or volume that it would be, you know, it would work. All they have to do is go to Home Depot and they can get a bunch of Mexican cell processing. Oh, for God's sake. Well, I mean, I, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I don't know if Fork Talk Nation They're knows. Too busy. But Haas and I and Intern Slim Jim were, we emigrated at one point of, of our lives to a different country. Yes. And we're immigrants. Not we were. illegal immigrants. We at were legal residents of the United Kingdom. And we went, we did jump through all the hoops, and it took us like six months or more. To, take, to takes, even get the process takes going. way too long. That's all. That's all my, so, my concern were, is. Were you living there during that processing time? No, we were living in the United States. Mm. Yeah, but and anyway. then and then had we stayed and not moved back to the United States, we were going to get our legal. We were going to become permanent residents of the United Kingdom. Yeah, yeah, but, but anyway, we were going to do. It you would have dual citizenship then. Yeah, yeah. but but the, how much but time we, do you have to spend? Five five years. Oh, okay, but but um, anyway, my, my concern is just. All the ideas aside, who's going to do all they, the paperwork? They can't do all the paperwork in time, in any reasonable fashion that would process it all. That's my only concern. Hmm. Hmm. So, the two things that I heard that were glaring during this whole argument was, and I'm actually going to be serious about it, is I heard two sides of it. Okay. They were both spoken in a highly Hispanic tone okay one of them was a lady that could barely speak english on the radio who said well we're asked to prove five years of citizenship but most of us are using false names right now is that the person that i want in the united states that's using fake names and doing this and doing that they can't prove five they can't prove five years of yeah because they haven't paid taxes and they haven't done you know they haven't had a you know a legitimate uh, name that they've worked under. That's, right? gotcha. that's a big barrier. Which makes which actually makes sense, but doesn't it say something? It speaks volumes when it's like, okay, well, that because you're here illegally, okay. So the other side of the coin was another guy who was very well read, and I actually enjoyed listening to him speak. And he says it it has to be more about high fences and wide doors, so open the doors to allow people in legally but make sure that the fences are high enough so that people can't get in illegally that way the people that get in legally will have a, a proper right of living here yeah but the opportunity to be here will be there for them totally that's it that's a great analogy and that's exactly i think my point i'm making relevant to the bureaucracy part of it because we wouldn't have as big a problem as we have now if we could process all of the applications in a timely, quick fashion for pe- for the whole world who wants to be here because it's a cool place to be. It should be a very straightforward process that they can go through quickly and be in instead of this ridiculous, you know, weird bureaucracy. And so my concern, of course, is if they're going to put new amnesty things in place and they've got all these criteria that they got to process that because the government likes to process stuff mm-hmm. and turn it into a, you know craziness and 
before you know it, there's, you know, it's, it's like going to become like mortgages. There's going to be specialists who just are paid to figure out how to get people through the process. They right. already are. And then and, you have more jobs, you know, and, and you know. So. Yeah, and then and then the people who just, you know, are, they could be completely great, clean, family-loving, you know, law-abiding people who want to live here, can't afford those kinds of people to do that, and they can't get through the process. It's yeah. crazy. Well, I'm, I'm, I know. So I agree with you. Big doors. Big, do- all, big doors, doors, tall fences. Yeah. I like hey, that. Hey, I have a question. Yeah. Yes, candy sprinkles, because we're going to go out. We are long, and we need to get to the next segmento. Well, I was just going to say, uh, we are all immigrants, since our ancestors are all immigrants. Oh, here we none go. None of us are Native Americans. It's true. So. Yeah, but we're conquerors. There's a difference. <laughs> okay. Oh. When you're the conqueror, you're the conqueror. You can you make know, it up. You do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's how it works. Sparta. Hmm. Anybody ring a bell? Mm, yeah. England, uh, I didn't know the Irish were so. Into you ever concrete. seen that? You ever seen like the, into fleeing? Have famine. you ever seen no, the, the Irish were into fucking off? You ever, you ever seen the movie Gangs in New York? Yeah, I did. I think that's a really good movie because it really shows that even then, when you had people from um, Europe coming in on boats and stuff and trying to make a life here because they were fleeing, you know, terrible conditions and stuff at home you had even then people who had only been here a few years saying screw you for coming here this is my place blah 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 it's mm-hmm. it's kind of typical human nature of you know don't tread on my yeah, space everyone's territorial to an extent it's like yeah. even the island games you know mm-hmm. we're at the island games you get some newbies and you you know you treat them kind of like eh, a little awkward at first yep. until they make their bones and then actually prove that they're Serious. You know, serious, but not only, you know, but they're also somebody that you want to hang out with. You know, they're, right. you know, they're, they don't have that mentality where they're they're not talking to anybody. They got their headphones on. You know, they're not having a drink with us in the beer garden. You know, right. somebody like that, we're not going to hang around with very long. Yeah. You know, so we're all territorial to an extent. True. Yeah. Very true. All right. Well, I tell you what, that was a long up. It was. I but we had a lot of good stuff. About. We have one more thing to talk about. Oh, and what's that? Bill Cosby. Oh, oh my gosh, I almost forgot. Mm-hmm. The, the Fork Talk Nation just went, oh, God, I needed to go to the next segment so I could go to the bathroom. True. And now they're going to nip it in because they want to hear this. That's right. I have one thing to say about the Bill Cosby situation. I love Bill Cosby, by the way. I'll bet you do. I will never be able to eat a Jello pudding pop again. Yeah, you can. <laughs> There's a new flavor out. It's called Roofy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Roofy pudding pop, Landon. Would you like a pudding pop? Huh? Would you I, like a pudding pop? I have really been shocked by this whole thing. I think it's funny that he's 80-something years old, and he's now they're bringing it up. He's 80-something. He's actually 70. Pull it up seven. on your toony box. Okay. So he's 83. He's, he's definitely in the late 70s, early 80s. He's actually yes. he's actually former Navy, which actually explains everything. <laughs> Why? Because only a squid would born? do this? He's a sailor. He's a sailor. They always like that. I don't need to know when he was women. born, Stephanie. In 1937, he? he is 77 years old. Thank you very I, much. I can't do the math on that. Can you just prove to me that he's that old? 77 years old, Big Daddy. All right. I, I see 83. <laughs> anyway. Um, he was yeah. an illegal alien, and he didn't have the right birth certificate. I can't. Uh, I'm just shocked by the whole thing, because this kind of stuff, of course, happens on occasion, and... People get called out for uh, living uh, a different life or behavior than what the public has, you know, seen in them or that they have proposed themselves to oh, be. Absolutely, yeah. You, and, you think of he's an icon of uh, family. You oh know, back gosh. in the eighties, if you had the Huxtables, 
You know, the Cosby show, you know. Well, and even before that, because he comes from this era of doing comedy where he couldn't really be risque, and he did comedy that was about life and observational life and all that. And Mm -hmm. he always gave grief to people like Eddie Murphy and others who kind of came up and were like, and and Richard Pryor, who were like raw and, you know, cursing and telling you all about. Which those guys are all probably laughing their asses off. Crazy life and all that. They're probably all laughing right now, saying, oh, you wanted to give us advice, old man? Oh, my God. Got advice for you. Stop roofing and chicks. Yeah, and and of course, but, but the other side of me says, you know, he's innocent until proven guilty. Yep. Right, and he hasn't admitted to anything, which doesn't mean anything, of course, you know. But right. I mean, the thing is, is he we're already, they've already cast this shadow on him, right. you know. So basically, his legacy is gone. Yeah. You know, the legacy of the Bill Cosby. He would have died an icon of, you know, comedy and family and everything yep. like that. Now yep. he's going to die uh, basically a molester. Yeah. Yep. You know, yep. so it sucks. Well, especially, you know, you, you, you that's true. My first um, indication or my first uh, position typically in all of this, even if it just sounds terrible, is wait a minute. Just, you know, let the process happen because it could be all, you know, made up or whatever. Right. There could be, you know, axes to grind. Something's not right. But um, well, then they come out with false stories like that. Raven Simone. You know, came and said, Raven Simone, Bill Cosby molested me. Right, right. She was that little girl on there. On yeah, yeah, yep. yep. And then she comes out and says, that's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, so, right? I, so I get worried about that. But then, what? But then, of course, what's scary is, like, it, this isn't just one person 20 years later getting a revenge kick because there's so many now coming forward. It's like, wow. It's not like there's, mm-hmm. like, this grand conspiracy 20 years later right. a bunch of women making it up. But it's that happens, crazy. too. When one comes out, a bunch come out. That happens a lot of times. Uh, I guess if it's true, you know, yeah. I was listening to, uh, there's actually a, a Catholic nun who was on the radio this morning that was talking about, she was the head of this uh, w- uh, women's group about uh, speaking out against, you know, being taken advantage of by and molested and all that stuff because she had yeah. been molested by a priest. And so she said what usually happens is somebody gets called out about it and then everybody kind of takes their side and says, hey, calm down, we don't know anything for real. And then more and more people come out after one person steps up to the plate, then right. more people come out throughout the process. Yeah. And she says that happens a lot, and this is kind of what's happening right now. Which, yeah, because which, it gives other people the courage to say something. I don't know why we'd actually believe her, though. I mean, she's a Catholic nun. <laughs> why would we believe a word out of her mouth? Oh, for God's sake. I know, I know. Anyway. I was molested by a nun as a kid. You were not. I was beaten by one. And that's the truth. <laughs> I believe that. Sister Joe. And I would have helped her. My dad actually picked her up and shook her. Really? Yeah, he was mad. Because she slammed my finger in the door. Ouch. She threw me into a closet. Not a ruler. She slammed your... In the door jam. Ouch. She threw me into a closet, and I stuck my hand out to block it, and she slammed the door shut on my hand. Ouch. Shut my finger wide open. Yeah, my dad was pissed. Wow. That's no good. Picked her up and shook her like a leaf. (laughs) Of course, I went to a public school after that. (laughs) All right, well, listen, we need to get out of here to the next segment. This has gone long. But I love you, Fork Talk Nation, for staying with us. Yeah. Well, you know, you can push the pause button on your tuning box anytime. True. Hey, way to call them out. (laughs) Nice job. Let's get out of here. Shut up. We out. Hashtag what? You're no saint. You got a free cab. You got a free room. Someone who'll listen to your boring stories. I mean, didn't you, didn't you notice on the plane when you started talking, eventually I started reading the vomit bag? And we're back, Big Daddy. Back. 
The back attack. It's time for a segment uno. My very favorite one. You know why? Why is that? Because it's the first. Yes, very true. Very true. And we have a special guest coming on. I love special guests. Yes. You know I, why? Why is that? Because they're special. True. And we invited them. That's, and they agreed to come on, which is a crazy... Which is ridiculous. So we better hurry up before they leave. Uh, very true. So we've got a special guest for Talk Nation, and I'm excited about this. And this special guest, of course, has uh, such a importance with us mm-hmm. that they have their own theme music. Well, you know, that's, that's, it's, it's interesting because we've, we've had a lot of special guests. Right. We've had world champions. Yep. We've had uh, great throwers. We've had uh, uh, authors. Right. Right? But none of them, none of them even touch the celebrity of our next guest. True. This is very true. So, Candy Sprinkles, hit the theme music. I'm sorry, I'm a total homer, but I love this movie. I love this song. And I sing it about you all the time, Big Daddy. Let it go, let it go. No, I can't. Of course, the special guest, just let her play. The special guest is the one, the only, the number one fan of Fork Talk, Audrey Rose Walker. (laughs) (laughs) Audrey, welcome to Fork Talk. (laughs) Fantastic. And is Big Jim Walker with you? What the hell what was that? What the heck that? was that? I talk in the house! <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We are in the house. Or talking to his age. And we have Audrey Rose on. Is Big Jim Walker with you? Hey, I'm here, and I'm just wondering if Big Daddy put his shoes back on, because... <laughs> <laughs> hey, that ain't my feet you're stinking. <laughs> Those are houses. Houses, dogs. Well, I, I tell you what, this is special because we have, uh, of course, talked about Audrey all the time, and she's our number one fan. Yep. And now she's here, special guest on Fork Talk. Yep. We're lucky to have her. Hey, how how you doing, Audrey? Good. Yeah? Yeah. What, what have you been up to lately? Practicing in the backyard. Excellent. Excellent. What are you practicing? Lightweight for distance. Oh, my oh, girl. Hey, all right. I like the way you... Nice work. like the cut of your jib, kid. I he, I hear that you are celebrating a big milestone on the old social media juggernaut that is Audrey Rose. <laughs> 10,000 views. Wow. That's amazing. 10,000 views. That's amazing. Now, for those who haven't noticed this on Fork Talk Nation, which I can't imagine you wouldn't be... You'd be an idiot if you had But... She's got a YouTube video out there, and it has gotten over 10,000 views now. Mm-hmm. That is fantastic. It's amazing. It's fun. It's super fantastic. What's it like, Audrey, to be a, a celebrity of that stature? It's like, feels fantastic. And the, the number I have is 10,090 views now. 
Oh, wow. so Very you're nice. over ten thousand now, Jim. Does uh, is Audrey tough to live with around the house because she's a big celebrity? She acting like a diva or anything or what? Well, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. Kind of, you know, I hate to, you know, throw my own daughter under the bus, but we had to, you know, <laughs> door jams and buy double size front doors because her head's swollen up. You know. And oh, good, good. You're you're ready for me to come visit then. <laughs> no, it ain't that big. We'd have, have to have triple doors for Big Daddy. No, she's just she's just so excited. And you know, it's it's people like you, Fork Talk, and everybody else that helps out with this and supports and everything. And you know, like kind of like this little guy here. <laughs> That's right. I remember that little bear. Yes, yeah. that was a bear that you gave her for last Christmas, and uh, we're we're either playing it all the time, or we're accidentally stepping on it and re- being reminded of the wonderful talk, fork talk people every time we do that. That's <laughs> uh, very kind, very kind. Well, it's uh, well worth it, and I love the the work that uh, uh, goes into the charity stuff that uh, you're involved with yeah. and everything that Audrey's doing also in her own way to support that. So that's awesome. It makes selfish people like me feel so much better. Hey, uh, <laughs> that's true. Um, hey, Audrey, we've got a few questions for you from the Fork Talk staff. Can we, can we, uh, can we, can you hit us with some knowledge as we ask you some questions? You betcha. Okay. Um, I think Candy. Sprinkles, I love the way she's so vigorous. I know she. She. This you know, kid knows what she's doing. She's attacking it. She's like, "Yeah, you're damn right, I do." I, we, she better not be too good at this, or we might lose our jobs. I so was just thinking. Won't be the first time. Get ready for Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> oh yeah, we were looking for a job when we found this one, so uh, we're good. Okay, uh, Cam- I got. I got the first up. question. So, hi, Audrey. It's Candy Sprinkles. Hi. My question for you is: What is your favorite Fork Talk episode? Episode 20, because uh, you guys talked about Colin Kaepernick and oh. said real nice things, like I went out there and killed it and stole his limelight. <laughs> All right. Which you, he did. Which you did, by which the did. way. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, it, that was good. That was very good. That is a good I mean, episode. You know what? I'm impressed that she just pulled it off the top of her head like that. If you ask me, hey, Big Daddy, what's your favorite episode? I wouldn't even know what to tell you. Yeah, you would. You'd say, well, anyone that I'm in. <laughs> That's exactly right. Good point. Hey, shut up, Walker. All right. <laughs> All right. Actually, my favorite was the Ocho. Oh, yeah. that was great. That was one of my favorites. You love the Ocho. Yeah, I love That's the true. Ocho. Yeah, I t- Just the name is incredible. Oh, sorry. That's right. Yes, indeed it was. Oh, am I next? Yeah, you're, oh, your I, next question. Okay, I'm being pointed at. No, so. you're good. Next question. I don't like that question. A- ask the question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love Audrey. I'm, I know. You know what? When I'm on the comedy stage, she's front row center. Right. You got that? Yes, exactly. Okay, so Audrey, what is your favorite NFL football team, and who's your favorite player? Softball question, I think. The San Francisco 49ers. Uh-huh. And Colin Kaepernick, because I asked Colin Kaepernick to marry me. Oh, <laughs> what, what did you, he say? Yes. Yeah, good question. Uh... He said, I don't think you're dead. First, on the first video, he was laughing his head off. Then he said, on the next video, I don't think your dad's going to do that. And then I said, well, let's just work on it for a few years. <laughs> Good comeback, Audrey. That's you're right. so awesome. Well, he probably had his wife in the audience. He can't be He's like, not married. 
He's not? No. Oh, right. Oh, he's like he's like Broadway Joe back in the day. He's like Joe Namath. Was. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm not, I am was not a 49ers fan, not still a 49ers fan. However, I'm a Colin Kaepernick fan now because yeah. of him treating Audrey with respect. And so that goes a long way with us. Because mm-hmm. had he not, we would have found him mm-hmm. and put a beat down on him. Well, and then Harbaugh would have been looking for a new quarterback because I would have broke both of his legs. Exactly. Yeah. Right? So... But you know, the Hoss brought up a good point. I think I probably we probably brought this up at the, in the, that last interview when we talked about it. I didn't I didn't like Colin Kaepernick, right? I, I didn't like him at all. But after I saw that episode with her, I, I was like, "No, I'm his second biggest fan." Yep, he redeemed himself. Yeah, yep. very nice. So, well, wait a minute. So this begs the question. My question, uh, Audrey, what uh, do you like, Colin, more than you like Big Daddy and Hoss? Whoa. Watch yourself, young lady. I mean, this is a, this is a tough question, and <laughs> and I want you to be honest. Don't worry about any repercussions or the fact that we might, you know, you may be dead to us, or we might disown you. Or there might be a microchip in that bear that turns it into a uh, a bomb. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll answer. Well, I asked Colin Kaepernick to marry me, so he's um, my number one guy. But you guys are fantastic. Because I got to listen to your shows, and I remember that wonderful bear you sent me. <laughs> Thank you very much for the bear. You are welcome. You know that is a very uh, she, she's like politically savvy answer. Yeah, right? she needs to run for office. You, you, absolutely, I'm, I'm, I'm voting. I'm voting for Audrey for president in uh, 2020. 2020, and then uh, Colin can be the first lady. Right. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> she's, see, she's ready. She's already. All right, Big Daddy, next question. Your question is next. Oh, is it? Is my question next? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I like about you, Hoss? What? Is the fact that you point out the obvious. That's what I That's what I love the most. And the fact that you're not the producer, that she is, but you're telling me what to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to skip my question. What? And I'm going to go on to this question. Okay. Feel free. <laughs> What is your favorite Thanksgiving food, Audrey Rose? My favorite Thanksgiving food is turkey, and because it reminds me of my wonderful family sitting and eating. Yeah, your dad's kind of a turkey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dang, I'm so sorry. Audrey, the next time you see me, just slap me right in the face. I thought she was talking about you being a big turkey. (laughs) So did I, actually. I was trying to keep myself from getting a zinger. Hey, Audrey, do you like turkey skin? Do, do you like the turkey skin or just the turkey meat? So, Hoss, um, you're funny when you call Daddy a turkey or Big Daddy a turkey, but don't say that anymore, please. <laughs> okay, I, I won't now. Wow, see, she's back in your corner. That's my fault. I'm sorry, Big Big Daddy did not mean to say that. Jim, I'm sorry. Stop crying. <laughs> Okay, okay. I like the meat, not the skin. You like gotcha. the meat, not the skin. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, you know what uh, Hoss's favorite part of the turkey is? What? <laughs> His favorite part is the neck. Mmm. He, he loves the neck on the turkey. I don't know what it is about. He won't eat any turkey, but just the neck. Just the neck. It's weird. It's yeah. good. It's funny. Mm-hmm. Tasty. Um, Hoss, I don't really like the neck. <laughs> well, I'm really. Well, that's good because then when we come over Thanksgiving, you can give the neck to Hoss. That's true. And you'll have plenty more turkey to eat. That's true. 
gladly. If to visit for Thanksgiving, I'll give Hoss the neck. There you go. Excellent. Perfect. See, you're set. See? I love this kid. All right. I got a question. All right. Uh, which character in one of your favorite movies, Frozen, is most like Big Daddy? Kristoff, because he's handsome and he has huge muscles like Big Daddy. Oh, wow. I love this kid. Wow. Now, that is not the answer I thought she would give. So I thought it was going to be Olaf, the goofy snowman. No, that's you. Probably. <laughs> that's what she's saying. That's what she's saying. <laughs> You're not a goofy snowman. <laughs> well, but I got a little bitty baby nose. Pull up, hey, pull up a picture of that, uh, that at least, character. I want to see what I look like. At least I'm not the... Oh, the abominable snowman guy. He's pretty cool in that. He's kind of scary at first, but mm-hmm. he, he's nice. Very good. Well, that that's that's an okay description of Big Daddy, I guess. Yeah, yes. handsome. Yes. Very handsome. Very good. So Smart. Uh, so what, uh, what kind of uh, Thanksgiving traditions, Jim, do you and your family have around uh, this time of year? Well... We're really blessed. The Lions Club helps us out and uh, brings us our dinner. And uh, because they help out families, uh, especially ones with blind children, so uh, they bring over, you know, the dinner. And, you know, we just we, we get into little rituals, like I'm sure you and everybody else does, get up in the morning, have nice cups of coffee, hot chocolate. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, maybe we'll watch some videos or we'll go over to the school and let the girls ride their bikes or we'll go for a hike, uh, you know, up in the Redwoods or things like that. And then we come back to a, a big, huge dinner and, you know, end up, you know, unbuckling the pants and, you know, watching a little TV or maybe just playing a family game. Just nodding off in front of the TV set because you're very nice. Tryptophan poisoning, right? Exactly. <laughs> There's going to be something extra special about this Thanksgiving, though. Really, candy sprinkles? Why is that? Because there's a big football game that I think we're all fans of, except for you. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Forty Niners versus the Forty yeah? Niners versus the Seahawks. You want to put a little wager on that? I got the Forty ers I'll take the Forty ers <laughs> Um, well, it, I, you know, just you know, on the subject of the 49ers, I just have to tell you that you can really tell a person's core values by you know their family and how they behave. And at that uh, golf tournament where Audrey was on stage, both his parents were working their rear ends off all day long. Now they do pretty well in life, and they didn't have to do that. Colin doesn't have to do any of that. Uh, but you know, like you, we've become fans, really strong fans, and you know. After after that stage thing, uh, Colin tweeted that uh, Audrey stole his heart, and then a week later he says he's sitting there watching the movie Frozen. Now, how many NFL players are going to admit that they're watching the movie Frozen? That's true. That's yeah. Awesome. So, he, so he says, I'm watching the movie Frozen because Audrey has changed my life. Isn't That's that, really cool. That's cool. Yep. Very know? cool. Dick yeah. Buckus would have never done that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dick, Dick Buckus would have kicked the TV set. Yeah, somebody... That's true. He's like frozen. That's my shorts on a cold day on the football field. That's exactly. me and Lambo. Yeah. Hey, we um Audrey, we have a significant ten thousand event coming up as well, and the fact that you are on our show as a guest is gonna push us over the, the limit. We are at nine thousand 
900 and about 16 downloads of the podcast since our start. So we are almost at 10,000 downloads. And when we put this episode 24 out, and especially when you guys are on, it's going to go through the roof and we're going to pop way over 10 grand. Pretty much. How about that? Nice. That's exciting. And, you know, I'm glad you opened that door because I really wanted to at least have a second to tell you how much I and I'm sure every single athlete that's listening appreciate what you guys are doing. Because I know there's a lot of humor and everything else mixed up in there, but what you're doing is you're you're bringing to the the public, uh, you know, all over the world a sport that is the most technically difficult, physically demanding, one of the most, in the world. And... A lot of people, as we know, you know the games, and you know people go, "Well, what do you you compete in? What you guys are putting it out there? You're putting it out there in an enjoyable format. You're interviewing people. You know, Audrey never would have had a chance like this. I love Miles Wetzel. I mean, just saying that guy's name is cool, isn't it? Uh, so, so when you you know when you interviewed him and Ryan Vieira and all these other great, incredible, fantastic athletes. So I personally, and I'm sure I'm speaking for all the athletes. Thank you so much for all the time and the effort that you put in for our sport and for the Sheaf event because it's just absolutely fantastic. I just had to get that in there. That's very nice. Very, very kind, Jim. Thank you. Well, we we, uh, send shouts and love down your guys' way as well. Thank you for being on Fork Talk. This has been fantastic. Well, the nice thing about doing this show is we actually get the opportunity to meet people like Jim Walker and Audrey Walker. I mean... Two years ago, when we met you on the field for the first time in real life, you know, at Pleasanton, yeah, that was a big deal. I never forgot it. Yeah, you know, it was it was huge to me, and I, I think of all my Pleasanton memories, that was of, of me meeting uh, Audrey. That was that's my fondest memory of the entire Pleasanton deal, and you know, that's my favorite games. Yeah, nothing makes you know, me so. throw better than showing up to the Pleasanton field in the morning, and Audrey's there to give you a big hug yep. and say, "Go get him." So. I'm going. I'm going out on her theme music. Ah, yep. thank you. A- Audrey, love you. Stay, st- stay strong, kid. Stay out of trouble. And happy Thanksgiving. Happy yep. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, sweetie. Love you. Love you, Audrey. Love you, Jim. Love you guys. You guys too. Thank you. All right, we out. All right, Next we out. We out. <laughs> the big build to what <laughs> out to the next who's this singing share beyonce Pillows. Those aren't pillows. See that Bears game last week? Yeah, hell of a game, hell of a game. Bears got a great team this year. They're gonna go all the way.
Oh, Big Daddy. Yeah. You know what that means. Yes, indeedy. It is time for that special guest. I won the only. The one, the only, all the way from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. It's Miles Wetzel. Yeehaw! International man, old mystery. Roll Tide, Roll Tide, Roll Tide. And um, it's a special day for Miles. Big day for Miles. It is big. So, Candy Sprinkles, pull that up. What's his big day? In honor of Miles Wetzel. Yeah. What's Sammy this? Hagar. Is this Sammy Hagar? It is. And why are we playing I Can't Drive 55? That's a good question. Why are we playing that? Because Miles turned 55 today. Oh, that's right. Happy that, birthday, Miles. Happy birthday, Miles, that, you son of a bitch. That, what do you got to say for yourself? That crazy bastard is now in your class, Big Daddy. Indeed. Yes? Well, I'm in his. Oh, you're in his. I'm younger than him. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, Miles, what's up? Miles Wetzel. Miles, come on in. Happy birthday, brother. Welcome to Fork Talk. What do you got to say? Miles? Hey, turn maybe his volume's down. Turn his, turn his volume up. Turn, I'll turn it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. Miles, you there? You there? Come on, Miles. Come in. Miles. Miles, For tap one. on the phone if you hear us. Post my face while it's dead or alive. We'd like to post your face dead or alive if you're there. Miles? Come on in. Ah, can't drive. Okay. All right, so, Miles. So anyway, thanks for not joining us uh, <laughs> for this segment, Miles Wetzel. Hey, maybe he passed out. Uh, I'm thinking that he had some kind of birthday bash. Yeah. I'm thinking he got a little bit on the drunky drunk side. Mm-hmm. I think his beautiful bride, Cheryl, yep. probably fed him some beautiful food. Yep. So he's sitting there drunk, and he's got a food belly, yep. food baby. And he's in a coma on the couch, one hand on the remote control, one hand in his pants, <laughs> and... He's drinking 55 shots of something. And he's down for the count. Yep. Well, you know those Alabama guys. Happy birthday, Miles. Well, here's two of them. Let's raise a toast to old Miles Wessel. A toast that. Happy to birthday, Miles, Miles Wessel. Happy birthday. Sorry you missed the show. Sorry you missed the show, Miles. We, uh, you know... We're busy people. We'll catch you on the next one. Well, you know, maybe we can actually substitute for him. If Miles were here, he'd probably say this. Yeah. I love you guys. Throat, throat punch. Throat punch. <laughs> love you, Miles. We out. Audi. Welcome to Marathon. May I help you? Yes. How may I help you? You can start by wiping that fucking dumbass smile off your rosy fucking cheeks. Then you can give me a fucking automobile, a fucking Datsun, a fucking Toyota, a fucking Mustang, a fucking Buick, four fucking wheels and a seat. I really don't care for the way you're speaking to me. And I really don't care for the way your company left me in the middle of fucking nowhere with fucking keys to a fucking car that isn't fucking there. And I really didn't care to fucking walk down a fucking highway and across a fucking runway to get back here to have you smile at my fucking face. I want a fucking car right fucking now. May I see your rental agreement?
I threw it away. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, what? You're fucked. Okay, Big Daddy, we are back. Here we are. Back in the hizzy for the next segmento. You know what? Yes. Wherever you are, that's where you're at. That's that's where you are. Um, And this, of course, is one of our favorite things in the world. It's historical figure. Figure. And um, we, of course, have to invoke the name who shall be named Sir Sir Isaac Newton. Boo. Figgy. Figgy, suck Suck it. it. Suck it, Figgy. We invoke the name of Sir Isaac Newton. When we get t-shirts made, we're going to put that on the back, right? Yeah, it'd be awesome. Suck it, Figgy. Figgy, suck it. Yeah, I like that. Or suck it, Figgy. Suck it, Figgy. Yeah. Um, We invoke his name because he had something to do with gravity. We are throwers. We do not like gravity. And uh, he's also a DB. And so we say, (laughs) a boo to you, a Figgy. (laughs) And we don't mean defensive back. No, we don't. We mean the bag of douche. So... For because it's uh, Turkey Day time of year, Big Daddy, gobble, 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 I thought it would be really interesting um, gobble, to gobble, 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 gobble. have our historical figure be related to the Thanksgiving story. That's really good. You like that? Yeah, it's a great turkey call. You like that? Yeah. Any, any retarded uh, turkeys that are kind of uh, hobbling down the street, I'm sure will come uh, running. They're special turkeys. Right. They are special, <laughs> like you. Um, so, now, I, and here, here's, my, here's my theme on this, Big Daddy. Yeah. I, I happen to be reading um, a, a little short story that a guy named John Mark wrote recently, which was um, the story of Thanksgiving and the whole pilgrim scenario and how it all came to be. Now, he wrote this. Was he actually there? No, no. He's a historian, right? So he's just given some updated information on it, right? And what I found really fascinating, and I thought it would be kind of fun to do with this, and we we tend to do this with our historical figure, is um, we tend to have a uh, tendency to kind of dumb down the Thanksgiving story to the kind of schoolhouse rock version with just, you know, pilgrims leaving England in a ship, land, help with the Indians, you know, and they have a Thanksgiving, right? And 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 a lot of the why would we change that? That's exactly what happened. Well, because the blood, sweat, and tears that is in the real history of what you know happens is, I think, fascinating because huh. it gets missed, and uh, some of the impact of what we're talking about is is in those details. I thought it was just a celebration of what we're thankful for. Well, that's like, what, like right now, I, I'd have to say I'm thankful for my friend Hoss. Yeah, baby. You know what I'm saying? Thanks, brother. You're welcome. It I'm is. thankful for my friend Candace Sprinkles, mm-hmm. i.e. Stephanie Lathrop. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, I'm good with that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm fine with that, and that is exactly what the point is. And I'm the, thankful for our little talk show, a little fork talkie. As am I. Thankful for that. Too. I'm thankful for the five people who listen to us as well. <laughs> Woo-hoo. What, what? You know you're five. Um, so here's the deal. I, I'm breaking this down into a couple things. First of all, pre-voyage. I'm thankful for my lovely wife, Angie. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. And her cooking. You love her cooking. Yeah, I love her cooking. So the pre, this is the pre-voyage, all right? 
this gets missed pre-voyage, right? like yeah. before they took off. Right. So I mean, we I think everybody appreciates that pilgrims were Englishmen, right? They were, and, and they they were leaving, or they 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 had a problem with the established Church of England, right? So they wanted to become separatists, and. They were fearful of this in England, and so they decided to migrate. But they didn't decide to migrate directly to the to the New World. They migrated to Holland in 1607, and we're talking uh, several hundred people. And they went to Holland, and after about seven years, they got up to about 500 and so people that are in this community in Holland, and they're living in Holland. And in all this, were they well, wearing wooden shoes? Possibly. And they're they're probably having fun, but even when they're there, they were they then had a problem where they were having trouble maintaining their English traditions in a foreign country, and these people were pretty Puritan, kind of pretty straight laced, and the, and Holland was kind of a um, you know community that was a little more pleasure loving, you know, just you know every day, not yeah. so not so uh, pious. The Dutch. And so they, um, so they thought we need to really go way out, and that's when they came up with the idea of going to the new, the new world, hmm. right? So they made this plan to go to the new world. All right. So then, so then the voyage happens. Now these adventurers, they need to raise money to get there in the first place. So I found it fascinating that what they did was they went to a bunch of rich people and said, "I'm going to sell you shares of stock, and that stock equals all of my land in Holland. I'm selling." And you're going to get money for that if you fund the cash for me to get on these boats and go to the New World hmm. and fill it full of stores that they need and all that. So they go and do that. Now, they're ready for the journey. So in, in 1620, they sail from Holland in a boat called the Speedwell that you never hear about in the history books. And they, um, in August, so, um, you know, a little more than um, two months later, they joined the Mayflower in Southampton, England. And I have been on the boardwalk where they left from in Southampton, which was kind of cool. It wasn't in Southampton. It was in Plymouth. Whatever. It's in their That's, they're area. Far, they're far apart. The, um, huh. Now, here's what's interesting. And, and they don't talk about this. The Speedwell and the Mayflower, two boats, left that port heading for the New World. The port of Plymouth. And neither and the Speedwell boat turned out to be not seaworthy not so speedy and so they hmm. immediately needed to make a change and in doing so there was 18 people who were set to go on this voyage who said had a change of heart screw, screw it this. I'm I'm, not getting on that screw it i am going back and so they took the speedwell boat back with the crew and everybody else that was on the speedwell got onto the mayflower and continued finally on this journey right hmm. and so they were at sea for, you know, a couple months it, it takes to get across the ocean, right? It takes about a full month to get from England to the New World, right? That's a long time on, yep. a, little, on a boat. Now, they they get to America on September 16th, 1620. And they were expecting to land near the settlement of Jamestown in Virginia, which is down where... Um, John Smith originally landed southern, you know, in the southern area, right? Yeah. They ended up landing way up north near Provincetown, Massachusetts. That was probably because of the jet stream. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Jet stream was in the way. Yeah, exactly. So they landed up way north. Now, here's the other thing that people don't get. Almost five months, the they lived on the Mayflower offshore doing 
search parties into the land to figure out where the hell they were going to live. Hmm. Recon. Yeah, they were doing recon. But that whole time, after all that travel and all these people living on a cramped damn boat Stinky. for five months. That had to be pretty tough. Right? That is crazy. I'd like to know how they fed themselves. People are dying. Well, they're, they're fishing. They're doing some hunting on the land, right? And one of the first scouting trips, which is a big character in this whole thing, is a guy named Standish. And his... he was Miles a, Standish. Miles Standish. That's I know right. That name. And he was a uh, English trained office uh, officer and, and, and military guy. And they went on one of their first trips and discovered Indian corn, brought it back, which of course probably saved their lives because the, they needed it for starvation purposes. Um, in on December seventeenth, the expedition continued. Okay, they, they got there in September. In, in December, they're still doing exhibition, uh, expeditions, right? And this is when they first met Indians, right? They'd never seen what they called red men before. And they had a little skirmish, but it didn't turn into anything. And then they continued uh, to try and find this place where Captain John Smith had found previously. So they kept heading south. They finally get to the Plymouth Harbor, which is the same harbor that... Um, John Smith found. And they even had a map of this area because the pilgrims had it. For, it was a well-known fact in England that he'd found this place, right? So um, so they find it, and the boat they've got is so um, deep in the water that they can't get ashore. So they pull it up to this big-ass rock to get onto shore, and that is the... Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock. Holy baby. shit. It's just like school. Have crazy. you been there? No. I have, I think, when I was in high school. How old were you? Well, I was like a junior. How big is it? Big rock. It's a rock. It's like a boulder. So so, so then here's the deal. They've, they've been gone on this particular expedition about a week. They get back to the Mayflower, and they've all been living on this damn boat for five months. They get back, and they're like, man, this is getting bad. Everybody is sick, weak. Several people have died. They're like, holy... The women said, where have you been? This is crazy. <laughs> exactly. Why didn't you call? Why didn't you call? You didn't text me once when you were down there. Who were you with? <laughs> <laughs> Why is there a receipt for condoms in your pocket? So they um, so they finally set off for um, going down south on December, December 22nd. They start off, and then they have to stop and set anchor because they got shitty weather. They finally, after a week, get down there, and they go into the harbor. Now, again, you'd think, yay, we're getting off this damn boat, right? It takes them four months to get all of the people and the stuff off the boat onto this land where they're starting to build um, security and, and some buildings yeah, and like stuff little, like that. Yeah, like a little village. Why did it take so goddamn long? I, it, I just think it's fascinating because this is not, I, it took a week and yay for us. I mean, these are diligent, badass people. Yeah, but you got to remember something. You don't work for a living, right? Not they got to go anywhere. Their whole life is living. Well. Right? Their business is living. That's true. That's true. Right? Their business is trying to stay alive. They're staying yeah. alive. So speaking of which, how's Tron Travolta? 
<laughs> well, according to the National Enquirer, not so Staying alive, staying alive. He's gay, that's why. So I, I found it fascinating that the pilgrims were divided into like some 19 families. And I thought it was kind of, this is something they never tell the you. The O'Neills were actually part of those. They never, tell you, they never tell you this in grade school, that they, that they separated into these 19 families and the single men were assigned to different families. I'll bet they were. Hmm, I wonder why. Because they needed to impregnate some girls to get the population up. Hence, Bill Cosby, the first was born. <laughs> what? Yeah. No. He was giving them roofy corn and getting them all pregnant. That's why so if you go you... to the East Coast, every person there looks like Bill Cosby. Oh, are you implying that... My what are you, what are you implying? That the, that the single young men were, were getting busy with the daughters of the families? To try to and the wives. They were banging them all. I, I, but why can't the husband bang the wife? Are they all too old to produce children? We all know that's not No, life. they get tired of it. They just, they just made... Sh- it was just a natural thing of life. They had to get these young single guys out and uh, start procreating and getting the families going. Yeah, I think you're reading way too much into it. I, I think he's absolutely one hundred percent spot on. What happened? So here's the other deal. So of course, you know, we've heard the whole they were fearing that there was maybe a possible attack by Indians, so they decided to form a military organization. Um, however, it's very cool that this Miles Standish guy was he was an excellent soldier, but he believed it was better not to fight the Indians, but rather to why to uh, more wise to um, establish a friendship with them. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so there was a local chief in uh, one of the tribes nearby that uh, entered the, the village and he extended his arm and and exclaimed welcome. And so the pilgrims accepted that friendship and they feasted and entertained with him for two days. Now, this is not the formal Thanksgiving. This is still the first winter they're hitting there, right? They're on East Coast winter. And as everybody knows in Buffalo, New York right now, East Coast winters can be badass. I imagine so. Yeah? I mean, they really can be hard. So... Then the Buffalo is not really East Coast; it's kind of North State, yeah. New York. Yeah, now more like by the Canadian border, pretty much. And true. Lake Erie, it's lake effect snow. It's not really like it's coming off the ocean or anything. This is true. I am generalizing. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to keep you uh, I'm, on, on I'm task. Very good. Well done. I'm glad you guys know your geography. The, you seem to have forgotten your geography and your meteorology and your brains. The are, <laughs> wow. but he's remembering his history. Good yeah, he is. Lord. Well, he's raised reading it. This was written down. Listen. History is written by the victors. Through, Indeed, and the conquerors. Through this particular chief. Squanto. We brought in Squanto. That's how they met him. And he became, of course, a long and devoted friend of the pilgrims. Why did they call him Squanto? His name was Tisquantum. Which means whale's vagina. It means a whale's <laughs> vagina. Okay. That's right. Good. Good. And, uh, and they went, he went by Squanto. He moved to San Diego. He did, uh, eventually, yes. And they renamed it San Diego or San Diego. Right. Well, he's originally uh, from the Aztec place. Yeah, absolutely. The German Aztecs. The Mecca of Aztecs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. So the Indians (laughs) taught the pilgrims, of course, as we know, how to plant corn and uh, how to fish and, you know, all those kinds of things that they needed to do. There was a big, important um, uh, chief there called Massasoit. Who was the Grand Chief of the Poconecet? How do you pronounce that, Candy? Poconecet. Poconecet tribe. Poconecet. I like hey Poconecet. Amen. <laughs> um, and also their governor, who was a guy named Governor Carver. And so they entered into a treaty, a treaty of peace that was faithfully adhered to for fifty years. Yeah. Fifty years. Fifty Holy years. Shit. Now that spring, 
they were able to then finally start um, uh, planting. And again, people don't give this. There was only at that time after the winter, they lost that winter because they hadn't done any corn. They didn't have any reserves. None of that. Half of the village died. How many is that? Buried. How many people? Uh, they didn't say, right? But we're we're t- it, it must be probably a um, hundred people, of which they've lost half. Hmm. Yeah, because did they eat them? That spring, no. That's why spring, not? I would have. No, you wouldn't have. You have to. Yeah. We don't have. There's no there, historical there's record no, of whether they're eaten or not. But cannibalism is very common in famine situations, this especially when there's Indians involved. This is true. I'm reading a book about the Great Chinese Famine right now. The, they're the, eating each other. Mm-hmm. The, Let me ask you a question. So when the Chinese famine, when, I've when, lost control of this <laughs> podcast, Fork Talk Nation. When they're, I'm, when they're, I'm I'm not here for anybody's enjoyment other do, than these hey, two. Do you know what the problem is with the Chinese famine? You're hungry an hour later. <laughs> Hey, hey, okay. Anyway, I just the, flew in from Las Vegas. Half the people died, which Doesn't was that's how, quite a loss. Here's the here's the the secret to your your He's question on like numbers. His family over here, right? The question on numbers. Here's your deal. Yes, sir. There were when they started that spring, twenty one men and six older of the stronger boys were all that were left to do all this plowing. Where were the women? There was women. I'm saying there was twenty men left. Okay. Of of men, there was only twenty left. How many women were there? I'm, I don't know. Twenty. I don't know. Probably ten. I mean, I don't ten. know. Maybe six. Who no, knows? there's more women because they always outlive the men. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. So, but now did the guys eat the women? No. We stop with the eating. <laughs> damn it! I'm not talking, you know, like a cannibalism. I'm uh, talking about, you know, getting down. They were pilgrims, <laughs> so probably not. What I if found, you know what I mean, what I, do. what I found fascinating, too, and again, they never talk about this, is those 20 guys cleared without any horses or bur- beasts of burden 20 acres by hand with plows how many, to do all their farming. Did they bring many, that plow over with them? That's a, Yes, they hmm. did. How many acres is your property, Big Daddy? Ten. Ten and a half. So it's so twice double that. that. Ooh, that's a lot. That is a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway... That obviously worked well for them, mm-hmm. even though their governor Carver he died of sunstroke while farming, while plowing. Well, I believe it. Yeah, they didn't know about the dehydration back then. You know exactly. They didn't well, have no water boy. You couldn't so, drink the water. So whoa, 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 water boy. So then um, that first autumn arrived, as we know in the legend, and they had so much damn food. They were filling up their storehouses, and as a celebration of that. And the bounty of that and surviving that damn winter and all of that, they invited the uh, Indian tribe. Squanto. Uh, Squanto and the, the chief, Massasoit, and 90 of his people came. Gesundheit. And they stayed for three days, partying like rock stars in entertainment, amusement, <laughs> feasting, and thus... Inaugurated the New England. That was an orgy. That wasn't the thing. That wasn't the thing. That was a goddamn orgy. Yep. I just watched the Thanksgiving episode of Top Chef, and they told a different story. That's because they are liars. And and they were at the actual Plymouth Colony, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to believe. Padma Lakshmi would not lie to me. I would believe Hoffs. That's right. So here's my thought on the historical figure part of this. Uh-huh. I'm not sure I can pick a historical figure in the badassness that is the first pilgrims and their Thanksgiving. Miles Standish. I'm thinking Standish, Squanto, Carver, 
Masoit, and the Pilgrims. I, I'm going to eliminate Governor Carver. Squanto will help set everything up because, I mean, that's what they do. Right. Right. They just set everything up. I think they'd be fun in the beer garden. That's what I'm saying. Squanto's Indian. They don't do so well in the beer garden, you know. Why not? Because they, they lack that enzyme in the liver. They get drunk too fast. Ah. Well, so he'd be a right. cheap date. Yeah. He could have one, and then he'd be done. Well, I mean, if Bill Cosby was there, they're all a cheap date. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back to Bill Cosby. Hello. I say, I say Governor Carver I think st- would not, because he got sunstrokes. Clearly, he can't manage himself on nah, the field. He's a fucking moron. You're right. Uh, yeah. He didn't have water from the AD. That's why. Well, well he wasn't drinking. You know, he can't hold his liquor either. <laughs> well, so, Standish is a badass. Standish is the baddest ass of all. And he could have been a good thrower. Hey, which one of Strong. them was nailing Pocahontas? Uh, so Pocahontas, that was John Smith. In Virginia. From back in the day. And that was before these guys arrived. Was John Smith dead at this time? Was this all going on? You know, I don't know that. Didn't I don't they get think killed so. by the Indians? I think he's back in England, isn't he? John Smith, he took Pocahontas back to England. I'm Did he really? Sure. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. he went back oh, that at go this over. point. Well, he, fine, I'm sure. He loved her. He yeah, but what about like, his family? Have, he you dressed know? her up like an Englishwoman. So, well, how the hell did they hide her face? Um, I think this chief, Massasoit, or Massasoit, or whatever. Massas- how do you, I th- it's probably Massasoit. Massasoit. I think he was a badass because mm-hmm. he, he had a lot of like balls to come in and help and be a part of that and well, honor the treaty and all that. Uh, sure. I'll, yeah. go with, I'll go with Miles Standish. Standish so is Massasoit your guy. would probably be a good AD, right? Right. And then you got the... Squanto, he's setting everything up for everybody. Squanto, yeah. Not good in the beer garden. Squanto's super helpful. Really nice guy. Yeah, he's, he's like Stand that one kid guy. that we got, uh, what's his name, that uh, that helps set things up all the time. What's his name again? Dominguez? Domingo? Rodriguez? Are you talking the about, guy in Portland? Are you talking about Dominic? Dominic, yeah. What's his last name? <laughs> Dominic Moreno. And he exactly. He's an awesome guy. and. Dominic, a, I just have to apologize. I'm giving for him Big props. Daddy. He's a, you are awesome, but Big he's Daddy. He's a submariner, dude. He's not a thrower. He's a Navy guy. Big deal. Submariners are all nuts. Every goddamn one of them. They're underwater. Too he long. is a That's thrower. Right. He, it's been well established that he's thrown at several games. I haven't seen any of them. So you're going with Standish. He can, he can set up one hell of a goddamn safety net. You're, going, right you're going with Standish. Shouts okay. to him. I think he'd be good in the beer garden and as a thrower. Um, he's a, He'd be farmer strong, plowing 20, 20 acres of field. By fields. hand. And cutting down trees and all that, those guys would be good. Strong like, yeah, they'd be strong like oxes. Strong like bull. Strong like Strong bull. like Jimmy Kleinsasser. Because they, they were the oxes. Dumb like Pull ox. Pull this damn plow. Did you say Jim Kleinsasser? Jimmy Kleinsasser. One of the best fullbacks ever. Far- he's a University of North Dakota fighting suit. He's not a fullback. Here's the Jim Kleinsasser. He was a fullback. Here's the Jimmy Kleinsasser. awesome farm boy strong. When was he a fullback? For the entire career of the Minnesota Vikings. Pulled it up and proved me right. He was a He was an end. Really? Yes. Go ahead. Number 40? Jim Kleinsaucer? Jim Kleinsaucer. Kleinsaucer. Jimmy was. Carter Kleinsaucer is a retired American football player who played fullback, H-back, and tight end for the Minnesota Vikings. Tight fullback. end. Fullback. He played tight end. He was mainly a fullback. Hmm. 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 Tight ends are all 80s. Anyway, He I was love drafted him. as a tight end, He's but from he the University of North fullback. Dakota. It's too bad he didn't know what he did for a living. He was a tight end. He was a fullback. She just said so. He he was all of those. He dabbled he ranked, in tight end. He ranked second in team history for starts by a tight end and ranked fourth in catches by a tight end in Vikings history. So you he, li- he played tight end. You liked him most he as a tight end. He was a fullback. You liked him most as he's a tight end. He's from Carrington, North Dakota. 
So North Dakota farm boy. Boy, we sure went off on a tangent on that one. So pilgrims. Uh, good on you, John Wayne. Strong like bull, dumb like ox. They are badass. Good job, pilgrims. Super who freaks who had the sense to have a nice big Thanksgiving for all their blessings, just like you. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, uh, we should go out. Oh yeah, please. Yes? I'm getting tired. Okay, that was one hell of a segment, boy. I'll tell you what. <laughs> you play with your balls a lot. I do not play with my balls. <laughs> Larry Bird doesn't do as much ball handling in one night as you do in an hour. Are you trying to start a fight? No, I'm simply stating a fact, that's all. You fidget with your nuts a lot. You know what would make me happy? Have a couple balls and an extra set of fingers? Big Daddy's about that base, about that base, cause he's eating a lot of turkey, 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 turkey. Who the fuck is this? I love this song. Who is it? Because it's, it's Megan Trainer. Megan Trainer. Oh yeah. And she's singing about having the junk in all the right junk in all the right places. Oh, so she's a whore. No. She's a normal-sized woman who's saying, I don't have to be a skinny bitch to be a cool person. So it's basically but the it's a good 2014 thanks- remake of Baby Got Back. But it's a good Thanksgiving song because it's all about size, baby. Don't worry about your size because you're going to eat so much damn turkey, you're going to be able to go into a turkey coma on the couch, right? That's a reach, but sure. I'll go with it. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You know what I haven't said all day, and I should have on this podcast? Yeah, I know what you haven't said. Shut your pie hole. That's what really? I say, Big Daddy. Is that what you always say? I'm thankful about you shutting your pie hole. Why don't you shut your turkey hole? <laughs> hey. Say it. Shut this bitch off. Uh, say it. Shut this bitch off? No. The other thing. Oh. And that's the show. And that's the show. Thanks for listening, all you people that listen to our podcast on a bi-weekly basis. Love you. Thanks again to our sponsors, Mattress Ranch, www.mattressranch.com. And not anymore. Thanks for the Facebook likes up to 717. Yeah, Big Daddy? Woo woo. Yeah, 77. The Fork Talk Podcast comes out about regularly uh, twice a month. Give or take. Give or take. Questions or comments, email us at info at fork-talk.com or Facebook Fork Talk with, with Big, Big Daddy, Daddy and Hoss. Whoop, whoop. Until next time. May the fork be with That's you. You are the sheep to my fork, Big Daddy. Scottish goodbye, Slunchamore. Great health. Captain Quint. Take it away. And give it that bass. And shut this bitch up <laughs> so a real Not man can bass. sing. I'm gonna eat that turkey. Gonna eat that turkey, turkey. Ooh. What are you doing to that turkey, Hoss? Hey. Hey, hey, that's not what they mean by stuffing the turkey. Big Daddy. Get that out of the turkey. Stop using that pumpkin pie for an American pie version of what you want. Stop it. it. feels so good. Stop it. Stop it. (laughs) Pass the whipped cream, bitch. (laughs) Farewell and adieu to you fair Spanish ladies. Farewell and adieu to you ladies of Spanish.
fame. For we've received orders for to sail back to Boston. And so never more shall we see you again. Thanks for listening to Fork Talk with your she-fork-wielding lovable host, Big Daddy and Hoss. Check out www.fork-talk.com for more episodes. We throw heavy stuff for fun, people. Caber up! <laughs> <laughs>